Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Sis. I'm Sis. A.K.A. Hallie. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> We're just stopping right there. I'm Sis. Nothing else matters. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I'm just Sis. Kidding. A.K.A. Hallie. I'm Dad. A.K.A. Tony. It is uh, Saturday morning. We're having tea. And, yes, we are. And biscuits. Minis, chicken minis. At the dining room table again. At the dining room table. It's a big dining room table too. Got the puppy dogs hanging out with us. It is, it is like, just cold outside. Ugh. Were you cold this morning? I know she had on extra cold. layers this I'm morning. I'm still cold. You're still cold. Inside, I'm cold. We turned the heater on. Well, it's like 62 degrees in here, so it's got a, it's now 63. Oh, it's Good gone job. up. It's gone up. Are you kidding me? It's 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 hot in here. Mm-mm. Mom and I keep our thermostat on a very low temperature all the time. Yeah, no. We don't run a lot. I mean, it can get pretty cold in here. Now, we do have a bottom. I mean, if it gets like below 60, the heater will kick on. Yeah, it should. <laughs> we like it a little chilly. Mom runs hot most of the time. No, we so. have our heater on all the time. You have your heater on all the time? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, no, we don't we don't turn no. we really don't turn the heater on. The air conditioner is another story. That's what's real great about me owning my own house and do whatever I want. <laughs> Just do whatever you want. You got one of those uh cool thermostats? Yep. What's it called? Nest? Yep. And big number on it that says mm-hmm. what it is. Can mm-hmm. you control that remotely? Yeah. So you can turn the heat on in your house right now. Yeah. That's I don't pretty... have it hooked up, but I could oh, it. <laughs> I could do it, but I, I choose I, I choose not to. It's on Landon's. It's on Landon's? Yeah. Mom's got the sprinklers hooked up that way. That's nice. Yeah, but it's rained for like 20 days in a row. We yeah, haven't had to use to them. Stop. Which, by the way, is okay because natural rain is so much better than sprinkler yards. Our yard is very green. Yeah, but I want to ride squishy. my bike. I know it. It's too cold to ride your bike today. You way got the big cruiser. Cold. Is it way too cold? I, we saw bike riders out this morning. No, no, no. They were bundled up, but they're not doing cruiser stuff. Yeah, I they're got one hard. speed. You <laughs> tried to warn me. I did try to warn you. How and was just that, that little how hill? How was that little hill? Man, <laughs> feel the bird. Feel the bird. It's a good workout. I was wondering. My butt was so sore, and I thought it was because I was sitting too much, but I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense because I sit a lot oh, anyways, right, right. and then I realized, it's like, oh, that that five minutes of bike riding. That's what did it. That's what did it. Oh, uh, you think? My butt. Your glutes so are sore. sore yeah. You're using those muscles. That's good. I know. You worked out the other day. I did. I think that That's, was yesterday. That was pretty impressive. What'd you do? I did some twist jumps. Twist jumps I in your house. You some, jumped and twisted. Yep, some twist jumps, some crunches. Wow. Some butt kicks. What's a butt kick? You gotta like run and hit your butt. That's a butt hit, not a butt kick. But you're running and you like, you just run. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. You just put your your feet up high. You to have to remember you, this is a podcast. You're swinging your you, arms and everything to where you hit your butt. Oh, seriously. You've never heard of butt I kicks. I have never. I've 
I've, oh I've had my butt kicked a couple of times in practice and in workouts, but I've never done a butt you just kick. You run in place and your feet have to oh, hit your butt. Oh, you kick your feet back up. That's literally what I just said. Okay. That makes more sense than what you literally just said. You're swinging your arms around. I did some reverse crunches. Reverse crunch? What's a reverse crunch? I had crunch? to Google it. It's you where you like have to it's lift backwards? your butt up again. Oh. Yeah. And so what does that do for like you? Crunching forward, you crunch backwards. What does that do for I you? I don't know. It's what the sheet told me to do, so I oh. just did it. And then I did some leg lifts. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How did you feel afterwards? Tired. Well, exercising I think that's does supposed not energize you. It's supposed to endorphins. release endorphins. It does not. It doesn't. It's opposite for me. It sucks your endorphins away from you. Yes. That's <laughs> all I You're wanted backwards? to do was sleep on the mat. <laughs> the mats for sleeping. Yeah. Well, maybe just laid there. Maybe yours is wired backwards. I think my whole system is wired backwards. It's like. When I you wash sleep my and get face, I break out. Oh, geez. Right. That's bad. When I work out, I'm tired. But when you sleep, you have energy. And when you don't wash your face, it's glistening. Yeah. Whoa. You live in the backwards world. I know. Well, that's why you wear black. Yeah. That's so funny. Have you washed your hair in the last week? I washed it yesterday. Nice. That's why I was up. Yesterday I was, was a very it. special day yesterday. I, took I, did, a, I did I notice took a shower. It, was, it was braided yesterday. I took a shower in the middle of the day yesterday. What? This is so weird. It was like 2 o'clock and I was like, oh, let's take a shower. I think I'll just take a shower. I know. Yeah. That's kind of cool. What else is there to do? I know. It's kind of fun. But yesterday was LK's birthday. It was. Nice. Didn't seem like it. He was well, in a pissy mood. Well, he had to work really, really hard. There was a lot going on at work yesterday for yeah, him. Yeah. I know. We tried to give him a little bit of a birthday party. A little bit. He enjoyed it. We sang birth we sang happy birthday. Yeah. He blew out his candles. Mom made some mom made an amazing cake. Yep. It was it was it was good. And of all the things we could have fixed him, he chose one of our favorites. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Yep. I, I offered to make steaks on the grill. It was way too cold for steaks on the grill. Uh, it was a little chilly last and night. And you and were rainy. working all the way up until I was, but he dinner. worked he worked later than I did. Yeah. And then he got here, but it was well, spaghetti. Well, he got in later than you do. You yeah, started true. work at 4.30. He doesn't start work till I did start eight. early yesterday morning. But mom made chocolate dodo cake, and I had a slice. It's the first sugar I've had in four weeks. Mm-hmm. It tasted so good. I bet you had two slices. But it messed me up bad. Oh, my stomach hurt so bad last night. It was not a fun feeling. If I drank, this is probably what it would feel like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so, it was so bad. Oh, my God. Even this morning, my stomach was like, ugh. You ever have one of those days you just feel, ugh? Yeah. It felt, ugh. So I was like, ugh. Man, if that's what chocolate's like, I don't want, sign me out. But it's been good. I mean, 15 and a half pounds. Good job. Four inches around my waist. It's pretty cool. I put a jacket on the other day and wore it just because. And I hadn't had that jacket on in over a year. Like like 18 months. And I could button it. It was kind of fun. Hopefully my quarantine body looks slimmer and toned. Of course it does. No, not right now. It's this is beginning. 
Oh, okay. I'm, well, ta- I'm talking to Did you have mom. that on yesterday? Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's on the top of my clothes pile. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to grab You were it. so funny. I asked you right before I turned on the mic, what are you going to do today? And what'd you tell me? You're going to do what today? Sleep. No, after that. Oh, I have to do laundry. Laundry. And I, I totally asked you if up. you... Mom did laundry I know. yesterday. I should have brought it over. Mom did laundry Dang yesterday. It. You could have brought it over. But now you I asked you... You should me. That was, that was rookie mistake on you. Like, <laughs> hey, mom's doing laundry. You should come over and, rookie. and bring it over. Rookie mistake. You have the top off your... Me. You had the top off your Jeep. You haven't taken it out of the garage because it's I been raining. I would have sped over here to... <laughs> to I asked drop you, off my laundry. I asked you this morning, are you going to have to Google how to turn your washer and dryer on? And you said no. Yes, I can do it. You can do it. But you know it's time to do your laundry because why? I ran out of underwear. <laughs> now, and normally... Like, I'm shocked you're not going to go oh get some. Get some. Well, be- I can't go to Target and I think I actually technically can go to Target. You can go to Target. I know. But Amazon won't deliver it. Next day. It's so that means days. you have to wait four days for underwear, and, and you I can't, can't do, do that. that. So yeah, you have to do, do laundry. laundry. You yeah. are so funny. That's right, though. That is, that is so funny. Well, it's good to have a time frame on when you have to do things. It's yeah. like, oh, I have to do things because I'm out. Yeah. I guess that's better it than forces nothing. forces me to do it. See, Mom has a schedule. She does she it. She has to have a schedule. I know. She does it at the same time, regardless and sometimes I wear things just to get them dirty so I know I have them clean for the next cycle. <laughs> you know, it's like, ooh, if I wear this now, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. If I don't, you know, so I, I, make sure I, I make sure I wear it to have it clean. I heard, a, I heard a great story early this morning. Where at? I was doing my reading, and I actually watched a TED Talk early this morning. And this person told this old, old parable that is greatness. It's this old parable about a farmer. I love this story. Oh, farmer, one day his horse ran away. Mm-hmm. Neighbor comes over and says, oh, such bad luck, your horse ran away. The old farmer said, eh, good or bad, it's hard to say. A week later, the horse comes back and brings seven wild horses with it. The neighbor comes over and says, oh, what good fortune, you have seven new horses. The old farmer looks at him and says, eh, good or bad, hard to say. Neither of them feed all those horses Uh, i know and so a week later the farmer's son is riding one of those new wild horses gets thrown off breaks a leg neighbor comes over and says oh such bad luck old farmer says "Eh, good or bad hard to say then a war breaks out Mm -hmm. and the soldiers come by to recruit soldiers to go to war and they look at the farmer's son and see he has a broken leg and pass him by The neighbor comes over and says, what fortune your son was passed by. The old farmer looks at him and says, good or bad, hard to say. Such a great What could happen? What could happen? See, that's the thing. When we fixate. What what could happen if he, what would be bad of his. Not going to war? Yeah. The war could come to the house. The war could come to the house and, and the house and be overthrown wouldn't... and everybody be killed. And if the if the boy was off to war, he would have he might have been in a different place and been safe. This is true. So I can't think of anything other what, that's good. What uh, what's the moral of the story? Or or something happens and then only the boy can 
can fix it. Maybe. Yeah. And that's why he needed to yeah. be here. Yeah. The the boy's leg heals. The farmer falls down in a well. He can't get out. If the boy had been off to war, the farmer would have died. The boy saves the farmer's life. <gasps> See? But so the moral of the story is if we get fixated on what we think is good or what we think is bad, we could actually miss a bigger thing happening in the background. Good or bad, hard to say. And it, I think it's a great reminder yeah, not to get fixated. I could have been painting a mural this week and I could have fallen off a ladder. Oh my gosh, let's not think about that. But yeah, but that's it true. Happened. That it so could have happened. And now that I'm not painting a mural, you get to spend time I with me. Save my legs. There you go. You get to spend time with me. And you get to work out. <gasps> See? And you get a butt kick yourself. Yeah. <laughs> good, yeah. good or bad. Kick hard myself to say. But come on. <laughs> come on, Alan. Good or go. bad, hard to say. Well, look. There's a lot going on in people's lives at any given time. And I think what happens is that we go to what we believe is the is the story we need to be telling ourselves. Oh, seven new horses. That's good fortune. Eh, good or bad. Hard to say. One of those horses throws off the sun and breaks his leg. Eh, good or bad. Hard to say. War comes by. The sun doesn't have to go to war. Eh, good or bad. Hard to say. So... I think what, for me, it is about being balanced, finding balance and not getting over-indexed on any one Because you still have to celebrate. Yep. Like, yep. yes, I'm so glad that my son didn't go to war. Exactly. But don't get overconfident because you don't know. Hey, this is great. I got all these new horses, but I got to feed them. Uh, can I afford to feed them? And one of them's going to throw my son. But yeah. now I can sell them and make more money. Because you don't want to be ungrateful. That's the thing. For Good or bad. You... Good or bad. Hard to say. I thought it was brilliant. And it, it, for me, it was just a reminder to, to stay balanced. Because I do have some friends that something really great does happen to them. And I'm like, oh my gosh. This you should be so grateful. excited, so yeah. grateful. This is amazing. And they're just like... Yeah, good or bad. Hard to say. Hard to say. Like, yeah, it's all right. Like, they're never content Over, right, with right. what they have been given. Right. They're just kind of neutral. Yep. So that I think it's okay to be is, in the present, right? Like, right now, I'm excited, but good or bad, hard to say. But today, I'm excited. Yeah. Tomorrow, I could be sad. Good or bad, hard to say. Yeah. I got to be present. I was, I was reading an article in Harvard Business uh, Review this morning from one of the leading experts in the world on grief. This guy has written multiple books on the topic of, of grief and uh, what it means for people to grieve. And you know, there's always, did you just fall out of your chair? <laughs> oh my gosh. You just fell out of your I chair? Did. Are you doing butt kicks on, on the show? Is that the deal? Well, I was blowing my nose, and I didn't want people to think I was sick, and I was trying to get away from the <laughs> microphone, microphone, and, and you I fell, fell right off. out of your chair. Oh, my gosh. Why do I not have a video camera running for all of this? <laughs> you what were you so saying? Fun. Kerplunk, as you're doing handstands. <laughs> I was like, is this some kind of yoga that you're doing that you're <sighs> falling out? I was saying that I read this great article this morning from uh, this interview. About grief. About grief. 
And you I know, think people are going through stages of grief a right now. Thousand percent. It'll be really interesting to see. Um, people go through grief at different levels all the what time. What social media looks like in two weeks. Yeah. Well, okay. So this world-renowned expert on grief. Here, here's the first thing he says. It's okay to grieve. Yeah. Because if you name it, you can deal with it. But if you don't, then you bottle it up, and anything you bottle up, uh, it's it's it, you got to let it you got to let it pass through you, all right? Because if you bottle it up, it's gonna, ugh. And you know, a lot of people, you know, there's five stages that we have always talked about that people go through when um, anything anything in life bad happens, and if we don't allow ourselves to go through it it actually has a negative impact on us. And so this this expert on grief says, you got to let yourself kind of go through this whole thing. Um, and, you know, there's the different stages, you know, denial. Oh, this won't, this won't impact me. Then there's anger. I can't believe you're making me do this. Then there's bargaining. Okay, if I do this, I'll get that. Then there's sadness. This will never end. And then there's acceptance. Um, hey, this is happening, and I'll figure out how to get through this. And this expert said that the quicker you can work your way through those other stages and get to acceptance mm-hmm. and focus on what you can control, mm-hmm. the quicker I, – it sounds like something I have actually said before. Focus on what you can control. The quicker that you get through there, the, the better you're able to process um, all those other stages. But so he wrote this book, this really world famous book with this other lady called The Five Stages of, of Grief. And then he went back and wrote another book called The Sixth Stage. And he got permission from the first lady and everything. The first, the sixth stage was was groundbreaking. It was huge. The sixth stage of grief. And I think he borrowed some of what this. What's it called? Uh, well, I'll tell you here in a second. I think he borrowed some of this from one of my favorite writers, Viktor Frankl, because he said the sixth stage of grief is finding meaning in your grief. And that's mm-hmm. exactly when Viktor Frankl wrote Man's Search for um, Significance um, or Man's Search for Meaning. That's exactly what he said, that we need to find meaning in three places in life. And I, I think it's so true in what we do, our career or whatever we choose as an occupation. Yeah. In our relationships, we got to find meaning in our relationships, and we have to find meaning in our in our grief. He he wrote that in like 1940. It's so and it's so powerful. And so he writes this, and he said that we've got to find uh, we've we've got to be able to find meaning in that grief, good or bad, hard to say. What is the meaning? Yeah. Is it good or is it bad? It's hard to say. And so the person that interviewed him said, what's one thing that people can do to kind of work their way through this? I thought it was brilliant. And he said, a lot of people go through what's called anticipatory grief, which means that I'm anticipating things are going to be really sad and I'm going to be sad in the future. It's like, oh, you know, um, I'm, mom and dad could die, so I'm going to be sad now. It's like, wait a minute, (laughs) that may not happen. And so we anticipate the future and we imagine the worst. And when we do that, we bring grief in too quickly. Yeah. And we start grieving for something that we shouldn't grieve. And one of my favorite quotes came out of the book, To Kill a Mockingbird, Mm -hmm. where um, 
the dad says to Scout because she's worried. Dad says to Scout, it's not time to worry. I think Scout's a guy. No, I think Scout's the girl. You I think? I have my phone with me. Oh, you think Scout's the girl? Well, anyway, the point of the story. Maybe Scout is a girl. I don't know. The point of the story is when we anticipate that we're going to be sad, there's an actually a term for that. It's called anxiety. Mm-hmm. Anxiety is anticipating something bad is going to happen. So he gave one tip. He said, if you do this one thing, if you do this one thing, it can help you reduce anxiety and future grief. Just this one thing. And I thought it was brilliant. The one thing is? Oh, you want me to tell you? You're going to guess? What no. Do you think, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? Being grateful. <gasps> oh, being grateful would be so good. I should write him and say, hey, what about <laughs> What about being grateful? No. Actually, being grateful could be part of it. He said, this is the one thing. You got to be present. Mm. And a lot of people call it mindfulness or whatever the case may be. But he said that when people take on anxiety or the technical term anticipatory grief, it's, mm-hmm. it's really hard to say, that I'm grieving about something that hasn't yet happened. He said that's when you have to get into the present and you have to focus on what's happening right now because yeah. that's not happened yet. And if you get wrapped around the axle about something that hasn't happened, anxiety goes up, your brain freaks out, blah, 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 and it shuts down. He said, that's when mindfulness comes in. A lot of people do yoga or meditation or, you know, they pray or they journal. But he said, if you just focus on um, what's currently happening in the present, Mm -hmm. and he gave some tips when he said this, he said, if you're, if you're just meditating or you're, you're, you're trying to be present at the moment, he said, just look around the room. And name the things that you see in the present moment. I see a lamp. I see a bag. I see a tea. I see a microphone. I see you. These are all things that are right now. And you focus on what's right now. And he said, right now, I see these things. And there's nothing in the future bad happening. And you stay focused on, quote, unquote, what you can control, Mm -hmm. what's right now. And it takes your mind out of that other phone. I thought it was, like, brilliant. I'm like, I'm in. I'm like totally in being yeah. present. How often have we heard people say you got to be present and it's all about mindfulness and this is why you think you're present enough? I think so. Do you practice meditation? <clears throat> I think I'm more present than a lot of people I see on social media. not trying to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. your guidance has been very helpful. It's hard for people to be present. Don't you think? I mean, there's yeah, because all these people are like, oh my, my business is gonna shut down, and I'm not gonna have um, any jobs, and yeah. hey, the list can go on and on and on. But I mean, they're still, they're still on social media. They still have thousands of followers. They still have some money coming in. Like it's not complete. Everything's not complete zero. I know. Oh, I heard somebody say that yesterday. I can't believe you just said that. Oh my gosh, that is so brilliant. I heard somebody say that yesterday and you just said it again. That's so crazy. He said, he said, the chance of this is happening is greater than zero. So why not try? I'm like, uh, that actually kind of makes a little bit of sense. It's not zero. No. So if the chances are anything greater than zero, then why not try something? Like I'm not losing all my followers overnight. I'm not losing... All of my website sales overnight. I'm not losing all of the connections that I've made overnight. Like all these things that I've been building, like I'm still going to have them around. That's right. 
So I just Googled it. What? Atticus Finch is the dad. Scout mm. is the girl. Oh. And Atticus says all throughout the story, it's not time to worry yet. Meaning, be present. It's not quite time yet. When it's time to worry, then maybe in the present, there's something to worry about. Yeah. But anxiety comes in when we start worrying about future events. And again, we have to be mindful that everyone's story is a little different. Yep. Everyone's going through it differently. differently. So there's and it's different okay. stages. That's and right. That's totally okay. And and so here's the last thing I'll tell you off this. So article. what happens if it is someone's time to worry? Like they are in the moment. Like the yeah, moment then, is happening, and they. And and it's right there. Then just name it. Say, hey, look, I'm going through this, and I'm and I'm sad right now. And it's absolutely 100% okay to be sad. Yeah. And just say, hey, I'm sad right now. And allow yourself the time to be sad. You know, part of the article pulled out this idea that, you know, we've entered in for the last generation of this whole self-help that we've we've mistakenly told ourselves, I'm sad, but I shouldn't be sad because there's so many other people who are sad and I really don't have anything to be sad about. It's okay in the moment to be sad. Mm-hmm. And to be sad for a few minutes and then to to move through those stages and then get to acceptance. And I thought that was, I thought that was pretty in, insightful. He did say that it's a good time for everybody to, and I'm going to quote him, stock up on compassion. Mm-hmm. There was not a run. There was a run on toilet paper. There was not a run on compassion. Well, I was listening to someone, um, and they're saying like, everyone's going to go through these, like this roller coaster of like highs and lows. Yeah, exactly. And they're not all going to sync with everyone else. That's right. So if you're in a high moment when you're feeling great and doing all these things and you, it is so important for us to reach out to other Others, people right. because they might be in a low state. That's right. that's, so if that's we can all advice. just like reach out during our high states then it should help everyone in the low states. Pick up those in the low states. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I told somebody this week because they said, how are you doing? I said, I feel guilty that I feel blessed. Yeah. And I'm so grateful right now. Same. And I felt guilty saying it out loud. And yeah. they said, oh, I can't tell you how good that made me feel to hear you say that because it gave me hope that there's actually better out there. There is better out there. I know. And then to see it. I know, and people just need to people just need to move move through it. And look, we all have we all have times in our life that I read something this week that was really really helpful. It was like a list because I'm a visual learner, mm-hmm. and it's like with five minutes you can do so much. And it's like on this side is like five minutes of like scrolling through Instagram or. Um, Ooh, like it was this. like all of these I like, like yeah. I wish I had my phone with me. I don't have it. But where's it like, your phone? I can't I believe think, you're separated from your phone. Is your heart palpitating <laughs> right now? <laughs> kind of, because I'm like trying to go. I, I I've noticed you've it, been but... slinging your arms around a lot more. <laughs> Whoa, you fell out I of I the do? freaking chair what for God's do? sakes know, because like, you didn't have your phone. I'm, my, I'm unbalanced. I think that's what happened. You didn't have your phone. You just fell out of the chair. Uh, you so want me it was to like go get five it for minutes. You? No, it okay. was five minutes of like things that you could do, but not very helpful. And then on the other side, it was like, but with these five minutes, you could actually do this. And it's like meditate, Ooh. work out, um, be present, kick your butt, <laughs> kick your butt, <laughs> fall out of a chair. It's just like a really good, like mindful list of like, like that's that. all you have to think about is like, okay, you have five minutes. What yeah. can I do? 
in five minutes. That's not that's just looking at my phone. I've been giving everybody this counsel that I've had an opportunity to speak with. And Jenny, uh, my boss, and I did a little mini video podcast last week that we posted for everybody internally. And I, I, I you know, I, I said this, I think, last week or the week before last that when I spoke with the Center for Brain Health, they said, here's two things that you should be doing to make sure that your brain is always healthy, regardless mm-hmm. of what you're going through. Do these two things to always make sure that your brain is healthy. And one is create boundaries and two, minimize your multitask. Yeah. And so, you know, the question was asked, well, how do I create boundaries? I did a call yesterday for my good friend, Wendy Davidson, who is the president of one of Kellogg's biggest divisions. And she called me earlier this week and said, hey, would you get on a Skype call and spend some time sharing with my people on how to deal with a crisis authentically? And I said, sure. I thought it was going to be her executive leadership team of 10 or 12 people that I've all met. It was like 272 people on this call. Oh, my goodness. I know. And we had a great time. We spent about 60 minutes, and and we talked about this. And one of the questions that they chatted in and asked was what I've been sharing with everybody I have a chance with because we talk about boundaries and 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 minimizing our multitasking. And I said, look, we have lived in a world of boundaries for so long we don't even know it. Uh, for some people, you know, we get up, we get in our car and we drive to work. That's a boundary. We're separated and that's a boundary, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever the case may be. We get to work and we go to an office. That's another boundary. Mm-hmm. We've isolated ourselves in this office. We choose to leave that boundary and go meet with somebody else. That's another boundary. Our kids go to school. That's a boundary, right? They're separated from us. And then a spouse or a partner, they go to work or they do whatever they do. That's another boundary. Now all those boundaries are stripped away and now everybody is together in what seems like a boundaryless, man, that's hard to say, mm-hmm. world. And it's freaking everybody out. And so what I told them is, look, our brain needs those boundaries. And so if you had a 20 minute drive to work, if that was your drive time, set aside that 20 minutes and do exactly what you just said. Meditate, be mindful, read a book, uh, you know, write in a journal, mm-hmm. but set aside that time and create that boundary and that space for yourself because you had it before and now you don't have it and your brain's freaking out. Yeah. And, and it's it was stressing like you out. trying to show too that you can spend five minutes doing one thing or you can do five minutes and do all these other things. What you, what's going on? Mom's wrapping oh. a warm blanket around Allie. That's so that is nice. mommy love. Mom, go get her phone for her because um, she fell out of her chair because she's unbalanced. You look like an Eskimo. The nice, warm warm blanket blanket out of the dryer. Oh, my gosh. Oh, look. People were messaging me. What? People. That's why you are so unbalanced because are you multitasking now? Because you're reading your phone and just supposed to be doing a podcast. Yeah. Oh, stop it. That's not good for your brain. Hi, Lo. Um, I got proofs of my book. Yay! This week. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I gave your book to some of to my team. This my week. coloring book. Yeah, yeah. People, they, they people loved, loved it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they loved it. Um, so that was exciting. It was a good like thing that felt like I'm like yeah, there's still stuff going on. In my business. I know. It was a good reminder. That's awesome. Um, what was your low? 
Low? I don't really think I have a low. I think that quilt that mom wrapped around you is, is I want to say that sucker is like 40 years old. Oh, yeah. Wow. I just I just noticed which one that she wrapped around you. This is um, Grandma, Grandma hand, Florence's. Yeah, hand quilted that. It's got flowers on it. Um, yeah, I don't think I um, got a zit on my face. What? Got a zit? And, but it left a really, really big scar. Dang. So I'm a little annoyed about that. That's I'm trying to put so much stuff on it. <laughs> because I like to not wear makeup. I know. You look good without makeup. And so with the scar, it just... It looks like a beauty mark. No, it doesn't. It does. I'm glad. Thanks for trying to make me feel better, but it doesn't. I wouldn't even notice if you hadn't said anything. Baloney. It is huge on my chin. If you would just put some chocolate on it, people would just think that oh you're just <laughs> messy eater. I think if you just keep putting the stuff on it, it'll go away. It hasn't. And I've been doing it for a week and it hasn't been. You know, I, it's, I, I think it falls in the category of old wives tale, but I played college basketball with a kid who had knee surgery mm -hmm. and... After his surgery, he had this really massive scar because this was back in the day when they didn't do orthoscopic. They, yeah. they cut your knee from like your calf to your, you know, hip. Mm -hmm. And he kept a can of Crisco oil oh um, my by his bed. And I kid you not, sis, that in the time we played basketball together, he would he would get up in the morning and he'd go to bed at night and rub Crisco oil on that scar. And by the time we were finishing our career playing basketball, that scar was almost all gone. Most of my scars, like I got a really bad scar from hot glue gun on my hand and I had a really bad one on my knee and they've faded quite a bit. So yeah, I know that it will fade. fade. It's just like, put some I've been scar trying stuff on to put, I've been trying to like Crisco. show my face more on social media That's during awesome. this time. But this whole week, everyone's like, what are you doing? Where, do? where are you? I'm like, well, I have <laughs> I zit on zit. my face and I don't want to put makeup on. Oh. Just, just to, wear that zit with pride. It's no longer there. It's not a zit anymore. It's I know now it. a scar. I thank it's you. Like, uh, wear that scar with pride. No, I Get don't it. like it. Well, just but. <laughs> putting, I've been putting so much. Stuff, everything I have in my pantry, I've been putting or not pantry, but <laughs> you've been putting food products on it. That's so funny. Try some Crisco oil. You got to get the stuff that's in the can that's white. That's what he used. It's so, it just is so annoying. Oh. So yeah, I'm annoyed with that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just have to wear makeup next week. No, it's a makeup free zone. That's what I'm saying. People are going to, I have really enjoyed it because I think everybody online looks so much fresher and cleaner and just real and they're all, nobody's wearing makeup. And I just, I personally just, I love it to death. It'll be so interesting to see how the world goes back to bef after yeah well i mean yeah yeah i don't think i mean i'm a big fan of none i think it looks awesome i mean people may do I'm some but i don't think i, don't I haven't think worn i'm do, not wearing makeup i don't think they'll do a lot you think or it'll be the opposite effect and people are just like they well, haven't done it for so long and they're just gonna like go out Oh, wow. get all dressed up. I got dressed up last week a couple know, times just to <laughs> just to just to get dressed up. I know. Just to get in my truck and drive to the end of the street and back. Yeah. I got all dressed up. It felt kind of fun. My high this week was I got being able to help some people and help good friends. That's good. I always love being able to do that. Um 
my low this week is I I did find myself getting sad this week. I was sad this week. I kind of, I mean, I wasn't super, super sad. I was just more like bummed that I couldn't go outside. I know. I've been really enjoying going outside. Well, the sun this last week was amazing. I took a couple of conference calls on the lounge chair in the backyard Mm -hmm. and just talked and soaked up some vitamin D. It was Mm -hmm. awesome. But the last two days, it stormed here in Dallas. I know, and it's freezing. And a cold front came through, and it is. I mean, Tulsa, Oklahoma was 37 degrees this morning. That's cold. We're not in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're not in Tulsa, but that's where the young squire is. My brother. Yeah, and so it was cold, but it was in the 40s here. That's like mom's long north face. Yeah. So she's going to walk the dogs in her extra long north face and hat and hood and gloves this morning. It's going to be funny. I know. I do like, I just, I do, I'm very grateful for this quarantine and I'm very grateful. And I think people should think of it this way too. It's like they found more activities they're yeah. more active yeah. even though we really need to be less active on the trails because it's too oversaturated right. but that's a good point um you can still be active in your house or in your backyard that's right. so adam grant who's one of my favorite um, professors he's a professor at wharton and he's written a couple great books he said this morning in the newsletter that he sends out, he says, speaking of loneliness, if you're feeling FOMO in quarantine, which you had to tell me what FOMO meant. What's mm-hmm. FOMO mean? Fear of missing out. Yeah. He said, it might be time to embrace JOMO. Mm. You know what JOMO is? Joy of missing out. That's exactly right. Very good. The joy of missing That's out. That's what mom has. He said, my list of things I'm glad to be missing, having to change out of my sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> Commuting. Yeah. Awkward interactions with strangers mm-hmm. and awkward interactions with people I know. That's I thought so that funny. was so great. Jomo. All right. So let's do Jomo. What's what's two things that you're um, glad to be missing out on? Um, see, this is hard because I work from home all the time anyway. I know. But you still interact with people. Not that much. I would... St- you're not glad that you're missing out on something? No. I'm glad I'm missing. But I don't have FOMO either. Well, that's true. I am. Not much has changed other than <laughs> other than I'm more active in that I, I'm getting like early Alley K vibes. Oh, yeah. I know. That, I remember like, that. Ambitious, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And so I'm buying all these materials and supplies that I probably will not <laughs> may even or may use. Not, may or may not use. I know. That's what I did early, like five years ago. And I had so much stuff. I know. And I you better stop it. Teach people not to do that. I know it. And here you are. Here I am. You better stop it. I am very I'll glad to, eventually. To, to not be missing. I'm, I'm glad to be missing shaving. You're glad that you don't have to shave. Yeah. I know. I am. I'm glad I don't. I'm glad. I'm glad I don't have to shave. And you know what else I'm glad for? I'm glad I don't have to wait in restaurants for a table. How much do I hate that, sis? I'm glad that I can leave the top off of my Jeep. Ooh. Yeah. Because if I have to go somewhere, you and mom can pick <laughs> <laughs> 
If it's too cold or rainy. Oh, that's kind of funny. This is mom's sweet spot, though, not having to deal with the awkwardness of dealing yeah. with people. And that's awesome. Yeah. I would say I'm 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 glad to be missing my commute, but my commute's only eight minutes. I know. But I have no commute. Your commute's like walking across the house, dodging cats. I'm glad. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. Okay. I am glad for not for my calendar not to be full. Ooh, that's cool. There you go. Look at that. Like I know I need to Jomo. Be, I know I need to be grateful for work and when I do work and right. all this stuff, but I am seeing what life is yeah. when my calendar is not full and I like it much better. That's awesome. Good for you. So I need to not be so money hungry and realize that I can do jobs enough to mm -hmm. just like stick to my goal and mm -hmm. not feel like I have to like crush you crush my goal right or go e extend it because when I extend it then I extend myself ah, that's, well, that's good for you and I'm I like having slower days that's awesome good for you all right we should probably wrap we got a we have a uh, busy day of doing nothing today. It's really hard to do nothing sometimes. We've planned some vacations, and it was really hard. Which, by the way, we still have a trip planned in July. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna go and celebrate Mom's birthday, my birthday, and then y'all's delayed birthday. Yeah. And we're gonna take everybody with us. It's gonna be sunny. It's gonna be hot. I'm gonna be in a new slick body. I bought some swimsuits. <laughs> you bought some swimsuits? Yeah. Isn't it a little early? Yesterday. It's 40 degrees. How do you buy a swimsuit when it's 40 degrees? Online. Oh my gosh, that seems hard. I can't get my head wrapped around buying a swimsuit this early. I've been in the same swimsuit size since high school. Oh my gosh. Nothing's really That's changed. Sad. Would so. you would it shock you if I told you I have at least five stages of clothing in my closet? <laughs> That I am working from right to left in my closet on suit coats. At the far left are my biggest suit coats uh -huh. that right now you and mom can probably get into. At the far right is my smallest that I've been post-surgery several years ago. Um, four weeks ago, I could not put those jackets over my shoulders. That's how That's how bad it was. But now, on my far left... I have moved to midway in my closet. Good job. Yes. And so I'm looking forward, which means that I actually have some swimsuits in the bottom of my drawer that will feel brand new when I <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so I could just go shopping in my own closet and feel like it's brand new. So, all right. We got to roll. Love you, sis. Love you too, Papa Sam. See you later. Bye. Bye.